New shit, new Under the Scope podcast. Welcome to the Under the Scope podcast where we discuss music and I'm your host, Will Brost. And with me, as always, Patrick Anderson. How's it P-dot, going? P-Dot, as they say. P-Dot, yeah. Uh, we call you P-Dot a lot, so uh, it's pretty appropriate you, you're taking on that moniker for this podcast. Well, yeah. I also do the Kendrick Lamar uh, style where I talk in a higher voice like this whenever, <laughs> I, <laughs> whenever should, I'm talking about, you know, music. We should just speak our points in a rhythm like Kendrick Lamar the entire podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, in case you haven't figured it out by now, we are talking Kendrick Lamar's latest album today, Damn. Um, just a bit of a background for people who don't know who Kendrick Lamar is. Uh, he's a Compton-raised hip-hop artist, uh, also known as K-Dot, or Cornrow Kenny, or Kung Fu Kenny, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, most recently. Yeah, most recently. Uh, people on Twitter call him Daddy, so, you know, that's a thing, too. Yeah. Um, so, okay, everyone knows who Kendrick is. Uh, he's arguably at the very top of the rap game right now. Um, and recently, there's been a lot of buzz as potential... You know, is he in the greatest of all time conversation? Uh, and, you know, we can touch on that later if you want. Um, but his music, uh, the reason he is in these greatest of all time conversations is because his music has always been acclaimed um, due to his socially aware messages, his creativity, conceptuality, uh, intricate rhyme schemes, complicated flows, his variation from project to project, uh, and, you know, a whole lot more. Um, not counting his pre-Section 80 mixtapes, uh, his studio albums have always received a ton of critical acclaim, including, um, Section 80 in 2011, uh, the next year he released Good Kid Mad City, uh, in 2015 he released To Pimp a Butterfly, which in my opinion is one of the five greatest hip-hop albums ever recorded, uh, last year he released a bunch of B-sides from To Pimp a Butterfly called Untitled Unmastered. And now he releases Damn. Um, Patrick, if we're going to be just 100% honest with our rapper fandoms on this podcast, I think it's pretty safe to say that I'm a Kendrick stan or super fan, whereas you're kind of like a Kanye stan in that respect. Um, That's probably... Probably the yeah, that's probably the most accurate. <laughs> so I'm just getting that Place out of the way now. I, I'm I'm throwing my bias out there in the front. Just hey, I'm a huge Kendrick fan. I think he's the best rapper making music today. Um, who wants to go first on this damn review? You go first. Okay. I'm, I'm I'm interested to hear you first. Okay, because. I, the, I just now you're realized the house, you're the house Kendrick Stan. That's right, and, and I always hand it off to you. You know when yeah. I start, so might as well switch it up a little bit. Um, I got a hot take. I love mm. it. I love this album. So it's hot. <laughs> it's a yeah, pretty hot take. Watch out for it. So before Didn't that coming, no. <laughs> it, I, yeah, I think it's a great album. Um, but before I get into the details about this album, uh, I want to talk about. I just want to get this out of the way. This whole second album conspiracy thing um so of course there was this rumor you know right after damn dropped that there was going to be a second album coming out on easter because Mm -hmm. on the first album you know he released it on good friday he supposedly dies quote unquote on the album and there's a lot of religious themes so all of that combined plus he moved the release date from april 7th to good friday Got all the fans crazy. Got all the tinfoil hats going on those conspiracy guys. And they decided that Kendrick's going to release an album on Easter. And I think that there's nothing that annoys me more than these fan conspiracy things. Dude, I, I hate them. <laughs> there, well, it's like, think, think about, you're, okay, you're Kendrick Lamar. You're the best rapper out right now. You're in conversations for the greatest ever. You just released an amazing project, or at least in my opinion, an amazing project. And then uh, you you check Twitter to see the reaction, and the only thing you see is like, "When's this second album coming out?" Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, that sucks. <laughs> that, like that sucks. And it's what the thing is is uh, people do this with Lupe Fiasco and other smart rappers also, but they think that 
you know, Kendrick's an intelligent artist. He's very creative. So if I make up some conspiracy, there's probably a good chance it's true just because he's such a creative artist. Like if who's a really boring if Rick Ross released this album on Good Friday, (laughs) no one would think that a new yeah. album's coming out on Easter just because he's Rick Ross. Yeah. So and if and if Rick Ross like actually intentionally did something like that, it would be like nobody would take it seriously. Still, they'd be like, "That's weird." <laughs> yeah, they would be like, "Wow, didn't you just release an album?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, it's two Rick Ross albums in the same week. So yeah, it's classic hype beasts. You know, giving into any sort of conspiracy, seeing stuff that isn't there, um, and I think it's relevant with damn also to an extent because you know fans are kind of reading into this album i think a little too deeply sometimes trying to create these crazy um you know overall messages or concepts that you know might be there but are probably not what he intended um before we get to yeah yeah, but before again before i get to damn i just want to i did a quick review of this second album that totally came out you want to hear it real quick Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so, uh, wow. Kendrick is a good rapper. Ten out of ten. Um, so, and actually, after That's hearing the most intelligent, I, I tell you what, man, analysis I've ever heard. You wait till you. you wait till you hear this second album. Uh, and honestly, after listening to this second album that totally came out, I think a third one's coming out. <laughs> I mean, I mean, think think about it, you stupid idiot. I mean, he released two albums, and there's a song. There are songs about God on Damn, and uh, God is part of the Holy Trinity. And think about it, which is one, we, two, three. three. You need three albums to complete the Holy Trinity, Patrick. How could you be so blind? There's a third album coming out on, and maybe a fourth one also. Man, I don't know how Kendrick <laughs> continues to do it, man. What? Then he would have to encapsulate all three into <laughs> an, a universal whole, just like. <laughs> man, I, wow, you're you're like ten steps ahead of me, man. I, uh, wow, that's impressive. Um, so yeah, okay, damn, right, right. This album. Yeah, let's let's talk about the the actual album. Yeah, and okay, so one thing I actually like about damn, one thing I love about this album is that Kendrick. Like a lot of my favorite artists, you know, like Radiohead or The Beatles or Kanye West, he reinvents himself every album. He never does the yep. same thing twice unless it's, you know, an obvious collection of B-sides like Untitled Unmastered. Um, yeah. So you you never know going into a Kendrick Lamar project, you know, how it's going to sound like or what the theme's going to be. But as a fan, and I think most people feel this way as well but you can anticipate it's going to be well executed well thought out um that said i think that this concept that you know we're going to dig into it a little bit i think it's not as impressive of a concept as the uh the story the the narrative story on good kid mad city or just the overarching message on to pimp a butterfly but still a very good concept um very immediate album as far as sound goes uh kendrick once again just proves that lyrically he's at the top and his flows are different from song to song it's it's like one of the most straightforward projects kendrick has ever had um but straightforward kendrick projects are better than like 95 percent of rap projects being released now anyway so that's a good point yeah yeah, I, um, I I agree with that. Like the concept on this album, I, it's like there's it's it's kind of pinned down, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like what like what trying to get out the album cover doesn't really give you much than like it's just in your face and kind of I mean it's just jarring. It's it's like it's not really sexy of an album I mean, it's got like you know love on it and but that's about it i mean it's de- it's mostly just aggressive uh kendrick commenting on a lot of you know societal issues and stuff which is like ha- who he is there's a lot less of the story telling kendrick i feel like on here and uh 
like he he has those but he brings this like he brings more of like uh uh like he's on top of everything feel mm-hmm. to the album than anything else you know what i mean it yeah. doesn't feel as it's it's just it's more like bluntly honest about like um about him about his status in the rap world and the music world and then just you know about the world in general yeah i agree um instead of like using a lot of uh like a, a lot of imagery and 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 instrumentation like jazzy instrumentation like to pimp a butterfly or like creative storytelling like good kid mad city this is basically just straightforward speaking um and i love that but it is hard it's 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 tough to pin down like a direct style to this record yeah i think stylistically it's all over the place but i think Mm -hmm. that's sort of the intention because yeah and, and i think the braggadocious material that you bring up i think is also the intention because the main concept i get from this album is it's really just this contradicting internal conflict the entire album he'll have tracks where you know like on element where he's pretty much just bragging that he's the best out or you know a song like humble where it's like you know sit down be Mm -hmm. humble i'm at the top kind of thing but those tracks and messages are juxtaposed with these songs like lust where he's just talking about his vices or uh feel where he's talking about all of these different conflicting feelings he has both positive and negative um you know you mentioned the uh the album cover i don't Mm -hmm. i don't know why he is uh staring you know the way he's staring or why he's hunched when i saw it the first thing i thought was that he was being hung without a rope like that's the, oh jesus i know i know I, and i know that's like messed up to think but that's kind of what i was like why? yeah but that like I, I didn't even think about that yeah so i was like why is he posed like that you know maybe he does you know maybe not being hung but you know maybe he dies on this album quote unquote and he sort yeah. of does with the whole he, yeah he does beginning. yeah he he conceptually dies on the album which yeah, i'm at, still at trying the to an end yeah, so I'm still trying to figure out how that death at the beginning and at the end, or whatever. I, I, I'm not sure how that plays into everything, but it's really this whole emotional confliction uh, that is also in tune with his religious beliefs, where, you know, he's conflicted religiously, where, you know, he wants to be close to God, and he thinks that society should be closer to God, because as the Bible verse states that he you know references we're getting further away from god and that's why you know there are so many hardships happening specifically to the african-american community um so it's it's this confliction not only internal emotional confliction but also this sort of confliction of trying to live you know as a child of god versus you know, sometimes it's hard to live as a child of God when you're in this society and in this uh, environment. So that that's sort of as much as I can get from the uh, concept as far as like a macro perspective. Some of these songs have a little bit more of a micro perspective on this, but that's the yeah. best. I And like you said, it's hard to pin down, but that's kind of as best as I can do. Yeah, that's a that's a good analysis of that. That makes it makes a lot of sense from yeah from the yeah that makes a lot of sense i think i was just yeah mostly confused by just the instrument the 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 instrumentation the variety of the the instrumentation used on here it's very simple especially compared to you know supreme butterfly on top on mastered um but you know what i mean like oh yeah it's uh it goes from it goes from heavily aggressive like dna um and uh and 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 like modern like kind of trappy humble is kind of like that um like i mean it's a it's a chart song yeah and then it's and and then you got songs like love um that are like you know smooth r&b 
uh, hey, and 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 then like uh, the triple X with the U two. I thought that feature was really well done. Yeah, out um, of nowhere, just what U two yeah. coming through with one yeah, of the best just, songs yeah, on the exactly. album. It, yeah. it kind of comes out of nowhere though, so it, it's kind of it's it's a little bit strange. It's a good feature. They did a good job. Like it doesn't sound um, too out of place or anything. I mean, if yeah, like like you don't even really. It, I mean, it might as well just be Bono. It's not like you know they have like U two instrumentation and 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 stuff over this that beat. But anyway, it, it, that it kind of comes out of nowhere, and it's a little bit. I don't know. It's not really unnecessary because it's cool to have them on the song, but it's just mm-hmm. like that. Did it kind of weird for you? It felt. It felt. It feels kind of weird for me. As well, that that you two is singing, um, that you know the end of that that hook that they that uh, Bono gets in on at, at the end, um, about the nation and everything. It's just like I don't know. Like I I liked it. I thought that they did a good job, and he sounds great in it. But it's like, uh, yeah. I think if uh, I don't think it was. Excuse me. I I liked it, but I didn't think it was like absolutely necessary to the. Yeah. It just seemed like you said, just kind of weird. Yeah, it felt a little bit unnecessary. It felt like a little bit like, hey, I got you too, um, <laughs> on this, and I don't know if that. I mean, like, I don't. I doubt that that's you know Ken, what Kendrick was doing, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. That one was just a little. That's a little off for me. But it's still like a, they did a great job of like incorporating it. It's just like I don't know. It's probably just too big of a name to be to like pit down. Be like, oh yeah, like you know, I don't know. But anyway, so I don't know where I even started with this train of thought. Here. I think something about the production, which I kind of wanted to touch on. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. That that was that was a bit. That was a very big part of uh, how I feel about this record. I enjoy the production yep. a lot. I think it, it's really well done, but it's not uh, like it's not um, I was slightly disappointed the first time I listened through from that uh, from the production just because of my expectations mm-hmm. because of the past two things that we've gotten from him. Um, but I, I really enjoy the um the production now just after getting over it not being uh to bimba butterfly or untitled and master production well, you know and it, i had to, i had to get over that i mean i you know <laughs> yeah it, it is simpler production like you mentioned um especially the two songs that mike will made it did uh you know humble yeah humble being the first single that came out very simple beat but again you know just a total banger and dna which two simple beats, yeah. but you put the two beats together, throw in a cool beat switch. Um, great, great example of uh, of a beat switch done right. And Kendrick, absolutely, has, man, he comes in as uh, like as heavy and aggressive and like jaw droppingly talented and thing I've ever heard on this track. Yep, that was. I mean, I, well, I don't want to call it the way to kick off the album because there is that intro track but yeah right. dna is absolutely like an amazing way to just bring a ton of energy to the project immediately uh i love both beats but that second beat with that give me some ganja like that sample yeah yeah that's, yeah. that's incredible uh you know mike will made it as one of those i guess mainstream producers that i actually do enjoy quite a bit um and obviously dna is a prime example why humble's a prime example why and mm-hmm. as you mentioned, Kendrick just absolutely probably the most aggressive he is on in the entire on the entire album, um, which is saying something considering he's aggressive on a lot of these tracks more so than he was on, you know, "To Pimp a Butterfly" or "Untitled Unmastered." But, right. But the yeah. the production, I think you 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 I think you used the word confused earlier as far as you two. I wasn't necessarily confused about U2 specifically, but just the feel from one track to the next. Right, yeah. Yeah, which... Yeah, yeah, I think that that's what I meant. Like, just the... Yeah. And a lot of it is the sound. Uh, And once again, I think it might have been intentional. It probably was intentional because of this whole confliction theme 
that's running okay. through the album. But I'm not sure, you know, how much I like that because I don't think it adds. I think there's a, a cohesiveness to the album, but not a seamless transition from song to song. Which yeah, was one of my complaints about uh, the life of Pablo. Yeah, yeah, I I got that the same. It's not it's not nearly as um, it's not nearly as incohesive as Life Apollo is. Right from track to track, um, but because it's because like, the main focal point overall on on everything is Kendrick, um, you know, so there like at least has that like Pablo. It's like one song you're getting all kind um and it's like it's it, it, you know it's it's him rapping like you get you can get something like uh no more parties in la where you got a great feature and you got it's like great rapping great feature mm-hmm. um from both sides and then you get like uh highlights <laughs> like right. you know or yeah like and those are two completely different songs and that's how that whole album goes this one it's not like like I think, what the most different song on here is probably "Love." Yeah. Like as far as um, as far as the rest of how these songs feel, love probably the most different feeling. Did you like uh, that song? But it's not. Uh, what did you like that song? Yeah, I like it. I don't love it though. I actually okay. So that song's getting a lot of there. hate. It, you know, it's it's being frequently thrown in as like one of the worst tracks, but. Yeah, I, I got to say, I actually really like it, and I didn't expect to. I like it, but um, it it, it kind of wore on me. It wore on me the fastest. That's what I, that's what it is. And I think one of the reasons why um, I, I thought that it might be thrown around as one of the worst tracks because it's like definitely poppy. Not you know that this is not what Kendrick Lamar stands usually are looking for whenever right. uh, whenever Kendrick's gonna whenever Ken <coughs> sorry Kendrick <laughs> is releasing <laughs> I had to get I couldn't get that name yeah. out <laughs> yeah, is releasing an album you know what I mean like they're not looking for a track like Love right um, and I I love the hook. You know, from yeah, the, from, whoever this guy is, Zachary or Zachary or something. Yeah, Zach, yeah, yeah, Zachary. It's probably Zachary. I've been saying Zachary this whole time, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's probably Zachary. Uh, yeah, but him and Kendrick, I think both are do well on the hook. The verses, I'm a little iffy on. I like the yeah. beat. It's catchy. I I can't hate it. I hated. Yeah, uh, it's it's really it's really well produced. It's uh, the the hook's great. The um, the verses aren't you know they're not bad, but they're not. They're not what you're expecting, I think, is what the biggest thing is here. And I'm trying not to listen to it that, but right. I don't I, – like I, I think in context with the record, I don't like it as much as uh, I would have hoped. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like it's it just uh, – it's another one of those things that I'm just like, hmm, I don't know. feels kind of necessary again. There's not, there's not so much of a like distinct – uh, thing to this um a distinct sound or a distinct style to this that i would be like oh well you know that makes sense that it would be in here because it feels like it, it could have just as well not have been on the album does that make sense like it doesn't feel like it's like that amazing song that he's like oh he had to put it on here right right no i i agree it's i think it's again you know he places it after the song lust to kind of contrast same by putting a uh, humble. He follows that, or he follows up the song "Pride" with "Humble," which kind of has this contrast of you know, pride is all about pride's going to kill you, and it has a really humble beat. But then that message is juxtaposed on the song "Humble," which has a really prideful message and beat. So I think he put love on there and in that spot specifically to contrast the song "Lust." which is all about you yeah. know, lustful vices, uh, and especially for people on the success level that Kendrick's at, versus the song Love, where you know maybe he is very successful, but he still has this fiancé that, you know, that he loves. Um, and the production yeah. between those two songs is once again very conflicting. So I get that the point of a lot of these um, 
style switch-ups and message switch-ups. I get that that's supposed to be kind of the point, but it, it's not always executed 100% well, um, and it throws me off sometimes, I'm not going to lie. So. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. I like that song, though. What's your, uh, what's your favorite song? <laughs> DNA, honestly. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I mean, that was the, it stuck with me the most. I think that it's, it's the clear standout from the, from the, it makes me the kind of, you know, I, I don't really like saying like those tracks are my favorite, but mm-hmm. this one's just, it's phenomenal. Um, but yeah, other than that, um, I, uh, I, I liked Element a lot. Take me a minute in the minute. Yeah, I liked I liked that I liked that quite a bit. I like that hook a lot too. It feels a little bit like he's because uh, I know that him and Drake have a, a history. Yeah, and and they've had a history of like going back and forth on each other, and it feels kind of like I don't know if it's just me being conspiracy person, but hmm. um, like I feel like that hook like this doesn't that doesn't that sound like a Drake kind of hook like the way he kind of sings it. Yeah, and I think uh, maybe that's just like anybody that sings songs and their hooks, but I feel like there's something there. Well, I think the hook is supposed to be, or the message of the hook, um, and you sort of alluded to it earlier, where a lot of these songs have this feel of Kendrick being very braggadocious and confident and asserting himself at the top. Uh, the yeah. hook has this message where, you know, it's. Um, you know, if I if I have to do this, I'm gonna make it look sexy. If I have to do this, I'm gonna make it look sexy. So to me, that reads as like, you know, he can do whatever style, and it's gonna sound good. And not only is it gonna sound good, but it's gonna sound better than the way you do it. So to me, maybe it is intentional that it kind of sounds like a a, a Drake esque hook. Or yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, that's, yeah. So that's kind of what I took from it. And I also think he's, he's doing yeah. like the anything you can do, I can do better kind of thing. Right, right. And that's yeah. a, a lot of this album too. He has all of these different styles, and to me, that's just like, you know, he's showing that, and, and it's perfect that he frames this album with this inconsistent message because it gives him the ability to just hop on whatever type of song he wants to do showcase like his ability in doing that type of track and then go on to a completely different sound show his ability to do that um but on element i think he throws shots maybe not at drake but maybe at like big sean or somebody one of the last lines he says uh something like last lp i tried to lift the black artists but there's a difference between black artists and whack artists where yeah you know you know to pimp a butterfly the whole message of the album was you know black empowerment and you know uh self-love especially for the african-american community but there's that side of it and then there's also like yeah but if you're a whack artist i'm gonna you know i'm gonna go at you a little bit kind of thing so uh that's what i like the most about that song i don't even remember where you were going with that song but i kind of hijacked you sorry about that (laughs) that's i mean that's all that i was i i was just trying to get your I'm, this is mostly how this is how how this is probably going to go is me asking you what you think about this because I know that you have like a, you know you 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 have probably better like more more educated thoughts on this stuff than I do just because it's hip hop and Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, well, I don't know about you know I might have a more emotional connection to him or something like that. Yeah, well, there. I mean, yeah. So, but but I mean, like, yeah. I I just got that like while I was listening to it, I'm like, I wonder if that's. But I didn't want to like, I don't know. I didn't want to dive too deep into that rabbit hole because I was like, it's like such a, you know. Yeah, that was what. Yeah, that's that's Twitter verse like <laughs> Kendrick Lamar stuff. Like, hey, did you know? Like, that, that's like, what I was. Yeah, that whole second album stuff. It's that same mindset where it's just you read enough into it, and you know. So everything I'm throwing out or that we're throwing out isn't meant to be fact. It's supposed to be just our interpretation of it because he made this album a very loose interpretation. Um, yeah. Okay. So I I kind of wanted to talk about. A couple of my favorite tracks. You mentioned DNA, and as you mentioned, um, it, it, it. We hate to be the people that just love the uh, the obvious standout song with like the most banging beat or whatever. 
but that's an example of a song that not only has that awesome beat that you know sounds good in the car but there's a message with it and he's rapping his ass off i've never heard him do that like that before it's uh, the closest would have been something off of good kid mad city but yeah even yeah. then that's i don't think anything on that is as aggressive as dna you know i guess backseat freestyle yeah i was about to say like backseat freestyle or i don't know yeah, yeah this is like a whole this, this felt like the apex that kendrick lamar speaks on himself as being throughout this whole album and it's like really well placed like you said it's a great way to kick off the album because the rest of the album he's talking about how he's the best rapper ever or not ever but the best rapper of um alive right now mm-hmm. and like and then you like look back on that and that's like i mean that has to be the best rap song purely rap song mm-hmm. to come out in like i mean especially this year yeah if you're talking like the uh i would say f- fundamentally it's the yeah, yeah like that's what i mean like yeah yeah if you're like, sticking like, to the fun- like yeah. the talent is like the as as far as sheer talent is exposed mm-hmm. that's it, it's insane I, I i i've never heard somebody go off like that like you know what i mean like and and like the the like just the his lyric work everything you know it's not just fast rapping beat switching like right he's taking on fox news the whole organization while he's going through this track and you know how he's he's taking on the stereotypes that people throw on the hip-hop community and black culture in general and and then he's also just rapping his ass off, yeah, like fast and aggressive. It's it's really yeah. Well, and it's like uh, something I kind of picked up for it on, and maybe I'm reaching, but it's sort of his reply to Fox News, where it's like, "Oh, sure, you think yeah. I'm just another one of these black rappers? Well, I'm gonna take a stereotypical rap structure with this hot beat, beat switch, fast flows." At, you know, with a Mike Will made it on the on the boards, and I'm just gonna yeah. be as quote unquote stereotypical as I can for this track. I don't know if it's intentional, but yeah, that's a good point. But yeah, it, it's it's a song that it, it can appeal to the 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 real hip hop crowd as well as the uh, you know the younger guys who just want to hear a nice beat and some cool flows. So yeah, I mean that's yeah that's one of the standouts um, for sure. Yeah, he did a phenomenal job with that. I think that that might be the best rapping that I've heard from him on a track. Mm. Um, I mean, I don't know. I can't really yeah. think of another he, track just, where, I'm, yeah. where I'm that impressed by by his by his rapping. Yeah, it, it, the aggression helps out. Um, he, that's yeah, yeah. I guess that's probably like my third favorite song, though. Honestly, uh, the two okay. songs that I can't decide which is my favorite. Uh, they have this thing in common where I don't want to say Kendrick's the greatest of all time, but at this particular skill, he's the greatest of all time. Kendrick, more than any rapper in history, has mastered the ability of changing his vocal inflection or his cadence in yeah. order to, uh, you know, uh, for a creative decision. Like on the song Fear which is one of my two favorite yeah. tracks. The, the story is about, or I guess the concept, is that you know, fear is always present in your life, whether you're a little kid, a teenager, or an adult. And it's Kendrick having three verses where, you know, in the first verse, he's a seven-year-old who's afraid of his, you know, his mom yelling at him or berating him. And then the next verse is him as a 17-year-old where he's afraid of, you know, police brutality and gang violence and, you know, dying at a young age in the streets. And then the final verse is um, his perspective as a 27-year-old, which might be his age now, I would think, where his fears now are more internal. There are these internal struggles and anxieties and these mental conflicts that he really dove into on To Pimp a Butterfly, but he's expressing them again here. And as he does this, 
he switches his vocal cadence to where in the first verse he sounds like he he twists his voice to make it sound a little bit like his mom might sound or when he's rapping from the perspective of him as a teenager he kind of you know has this sort of cool you know adolescent voice whereas the last verse is supposed to be him quote unquote now so he just is in his normal rapping voice but it's this very intentional stylistic decision to switch up your cadence and this isn't the only time he does it he's been doing it for a long time yeah he's always had this sort of like on the song you right from to pimp a butterfly right yeah where he has that drunken crying vocal inflection that just adds a whole element to a song that most rappers would just rap in their normal voice and be like oh i'm sad i'm drunk but then kendrick's kind of adding an extra layer to it by yeah. using his voice, yeah. as he's like, like act, he's like acting and rapping. Exactly, that's great. Yeah, he's, uh, he's yeah. yeah he's he's performing. He's giving you a vocal performance. You're right. Yeah. And a rapper like Young Thug likes to switch up his cadence too, but I don't know if it's for any sort of stylistic decision other than just pure aesthetics. You know, other than just to sound different. I don't know if there's any sort of emotional or like uh, poetic con- reason. Yeah, right. It. Right. Some yeah. sort of conceptual reason to do that. Um, yeah, Kendrick's much more of a of like a storytelling, uh, of a storytelling artist with that whole concept. You're right. Yeah, and the other song uh, where he does the cadence, uh, which is my other favorite track, the cadence is a little more, um, you know, maybe a little less structured on this one. But the song "Pride," where mm-hmm. it's he's doing the vocal inflections just to illustrate how one side of him thinks versus how the other side of him thinks and it's this message about this juxtaposition between thinking one way versus feeling a different way that this whole album carries but specifically on this song uh which is one of my favorites not only because of the um concept but just i think the beat is really interesting yeah 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 i agree i don't know who did it but it's really psychedelic um and uh, I, I guess like it's like an indie beat, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's the same guy that does a lot of them. Was it Anthony Tiffith? Oh, yeah, uh, top, top dog. dog. Yeah, top dog. Okay. Yeah. So it's, and that's weird uh, because you mentioned the how the production, you know, changes up. There's a lot of tracks that have you know the typical TDE producers, but then you have mike will made it you have bad bad not good yeah 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 james blake ninth one yeah the alchemist just so many different names that you know you don't expect to blend together but they kind of do but also kind of don't blend together at the same time it's a really weird album and it's hard to you know yeah yeah it is it is it is weird it's like yeah because all that all that stylistically it makes for a great album but it also makes it for like i don't know it's 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 distinct that's for sure Mm -hmm. but it's like to what level do you think that this is like um a really great album or just like a really different kind of album you know what i'm saying right right i I, i'm stuttering because it's hard to pin down like you mentioned it's just what is this? Yeah, I've been wrestling. I've been wrestling with this like all week long. The, the like, identity trying to is so figure out place. how like how I feel about the stylistic choices on this on this record. Yeah, it's. it's I mean, overall, I overall I really enjoy it. You know, like I'm I'm left feeling very satisfied with it, but I'm also left thinking like, you know, I don't know what made him decide to <laughs> to, to structure. <laughs> Uh, the like this this feels like it was this this almost feels like it's an album that would have been released before to Pimp a Butterfly. Like this is this feels like something like an artist is working out their stylistic um, road that they want to take right. instead of like you know I didn't like in, in, instead of like they're working out the kinks of things like someone who hasn't found their sound yet. But. Yeah, the, yeah, but like it. It, it also is like very much 
I mean, it's very much solidified because he's so good. I think the the biggest selling point here is how how great he is. Uh, his rapping is all over mm-hmm. this. I don't think that the the instrumentation is pretty pretty interesting and pretty um, pretty good. Like overall, some of some of the parts of it are great, but I honestly think that like most of the selling points from this are how good he is at rapping. Like I don't know mm-hmm. if the humble beat would be nearly as good mm-hmm. if Kendrick Lamar wasn't rapping as he's doing over that because it's like it's a good beat but it's not like anything you know yeah if if Mike Will's m- working with uh, like Ray Schremmerd on that track it's a totally different song yeah exactly yeah yeah and, and I mean I guess you could say that I mean that's half of the 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 um that's half of the song right there the rapping versus the beat so obviously it's going to be different but i think that it's like speaks to how good he is at uh, how good his rapping actually is and it's i think it's partially because he hasn't rapped like this since you know good kid mad city or maybe even before that because to pimp a butterfly was a completely different album it was as much of a poetic album as it was like a rap album it sounded nothing like a traditional rap album whereas this album does in some places from a fundamental standpoint yeah 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 let's talk uh let's talk negatives so other than this sort of bipolar nature of this record what else sort of stood out to you in a in a bad way not a whole lot really it it's um it's just it's just a little bit uh, jarring, like how. Uh, and so I think the thing that I, I I really like this record, and I think the thing that has been bothering me the past week is that I don't like it as much as "To Pimp a Butterfly" and "Untitled Unmastered." Mm-hmm. And that's been like, and I think that that's really the only thing that's been bugging me because I've been trying to figure out like. Cause there's really not much on here that that I feel like strongly like you know, love is like it's 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 a good track. It's, I don't think that it's it's not one of my favorite uh, tracks from here. It's good though, um, and and it's catchy and everything. But there's nothing about like that or really anything else on this al- album that I'm like strongly like oh that kind of sucked. Right. So I think it's mostly just the the fact that it's like. It is a more of a traditional rap album, and I wasn't expecting that at first. And then also, it's like not to build a butterfly on top of a master. It's kind of selfish for me to be like that, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah, and we and we try not to rate uh, like albums based on how other albums sound, but with this album, I just don't think the concept was executed nearly yeah. as well. And also, it, it, yeah, the, I don't know. I, I think I disagree with you as far as. Um, you know, songs that are or like moments that are obvious red flags. I think the song "God" is the worst song I've heard by Kendrick Lamar since his, you know, since Section Eighty. Really, I mean, yeah, actually, I agree with that. I was pretty disappointed by that, especially because of the title. Yeah, you know, just... I was expecting, I was expecting, and the end of the album. So I was expecting something that's. Uh, that yeah, that's a good point. I'd I'd agree with that. Yeah, that so um, that song sucks. And then uh, <laughs> that's my analysis of that. Just it sucks. His singing's bad. The beat's lame. Um, but the song "Loyalty" I couldn't really get behind either with Rihanna. Yeah, I um, there's just weak points like throughout the through. It's it's like a it's it's like throughout like the middle part of it. Um, and then towards like the end, there's like these just there's these weak points that are uh, it just it feels a little bit like not as thoughtful and not as um, like you said the concept is not as fleshed out um, as as one as I expected it to be and two is just as as much as I know that it can be from Kendrick Lamar so there's like there's just a lot of disappointment there and yeah like it's like. The, yeah, that Rihanna song, like, I don't know. Yeah, um, it feels it feels kind of like a it, it it feels just like a like a normal chart topping song, 
honestly. Yeah, and it's it's an obvious grab, especially with the Bruno Mars sample. And yeah, it's an and obvious yeah. grab at like the top ten or whatever, or the top hits or whatever scale they use. I don't even know. Yeah, the yeah yeah, it feels like it feels like a, a Billboard um, chart song, and that's fine. Like uh, like Kendrick makes, and it's it's not bad. Um, but yeah, like I don't think it's bad. I just think that it's like. It's a little bit disappointing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so but I don't know. Like I, I, I've been, I've also just been dealing with like that, and then like thinking like, well, do I need to like expect Hendrick to to give me like, right? You know these these heavily lyricized social commentary songs and like style and poetics, you know, rap verses and things like that on every single track. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I like I, I Yeah, and I think it's uh, a lot of it is because Good Kid Mad City was so great and everyone loved it and so everyone was like, Wow, I I don't know how he gets better than this. And then To Pipple Butterfly comes out, which is more polarizing, but definitely his most significant work from a, a critical standpoint. And then everyone's like, Oh wow, I wonder how he's gonna top this one. He keeps improving. And then Dam comes out and it's really good. But it's not at that level, so I'm wondering. Yeah, you know, and I'm gonna sound like a devil's advocate, um, or I'm I'm sounding like I'm hating, but it's more of a devil's advocate kind of thing where it's like, can Kendrick ever get back to that to pimp a butterfly level, and should we expect him to? Should we just at this point is Kendrick now just, you know, a guy who makes very good rap music? and you know consistently good rap music but maybe his best concepts are in the past yeah yeah that's a that's a that's a good point that's a hard pill to swallow it is it's like because this is only his fourth record and yeah and, and this yeah. is my least favorite or you mentioned that you know you didn't like it as much as to pip a butterfly or untitled unmastered i agree with you and i'll say that i liked Okay, so my ranking would be To Pimp a Butterfly, Good Kid, Mad City, Section 80, Untitled, Unmastered, and then Damn after that. Yeah, mine mine would obviously probably be that too. Yeah, it's... it's. I just yeah. use those two because those are my two obvious favorites. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, or I mean uh, um, To Pimp a Butterfly and Untitled, Unmastered. Wait, do you like, yeah. do you like it uh, Untitled, Unmastered more than Good Kid, Mad City? Yeah, I go back to it more than I than I do Good Kid, Mad City. I I mean, I love Good Kid, Mad City. I mean, they're probably like on the same playing field, but it's just like I don't know that whole style that he had going on to mm-hmm. to Pimp. It might honestly just be like the fact that I like to Pimp Butterfly that much, like the right. style of it, you know? Right. Um, but because Good Kid, Mad City is definitely more of an accomplishment. Um, as far as an album goes, Untitled Unmastered is 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 a B side string, uh, a string side. Yeah, it's like his uh, Amnesiac, where yeah, right, yeah, yeah where yeah. he follows up but Kid A. Yeah, that style, I just like, I go back to it a lot more than uh, Good Kid Mad City. But I do love, I mean, I love Good Kid Mad City too. So, and not to put words or opinions in your mouth, but I think what part of it might be is that the thing that Good Kid Mad City and Damn have in common is that excuse me is that they're both trendy at times and they're both uh very much reaching for a mainstream audience a lot of the time whereas no one has ever done anything like to pimp a butterfly or i guess the b-sides um yeah okay yeah so yeah. Th- that's just kind of how i see it but um, but however, this has a Metacritic of ninety six right now. Yeah, it's, I know. It's pretty insane. I I don't yeah. get it. Uh, well, Kendrick's such a, a critic darling. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, Pitchfork gave him a nine point two for this. Uh, yeah, I mean, everybody, it's it's insane. I forget who said it, but cr- critics and publications they'll they'll praise Kendrick everything he does. Yeah, yeah, it's. It, I mean, it's the same. It's the same Kanye treatment, honestly. Now, like, what? that's the same. That's the same thing with him. Yeah, I think he. It's. I forget who called it the first 
great Trump era classic or something like that. I'm like, t- maybe technically true, but this album doesn't go after Trump or anything. That's a, yeah, that's the thing too. Like people have been like over politicizing this album. Yeah, it's it's much more. It's internal. not that. Yeah, it's not that political, really. Yeah, to pimp a like butterfly. DNA is, is very more. political, right? But it's not even really after Trump. It's mostly after Fox News, right? And he kind of drops the Fox News thing after track three, where he yeah yeah. But to pimp a butterfly was far more political. This is more just internally how he feels, and and it's not to say. I mean, obviously, there's socially aware messages on here, but the closest right. you probably get is DNA or Triple X. Like I have a hard mm-hmm. time calling an album that has loyalty, love, uh, you know, God, all these other songs. Yeah, I have a hard time calling these yeah. like a Trump era rap song. I don't know. So, yeah, no, yeah, I, I, uh, I completely agree with that. I was surprised um, by how by how little um, he decided to go after the Trump administration and just everything that's, you know, everything basically. And the, there's not a whole a lot and just in general, like you said, you know, because, um, like the heart, when the heart part four, you know, he clearly mm-hmm. goes after Donald Trump. Right. So, I you know, I mean, surprised. he called him out by name in, in the track. And then this is a, a lead up single to damn, and there's really not that much at all on here about, especially not as not as direct as what that as what that track was. Also, very much wish that that song was on here. What uh, heart part four? Yeah. Okay, that's. Interesting. I mean, it, because I really liked that track. I think. I mean, I don't know how it would have worked stylistically, but you couldn't have taken God or Love yeah. or something like that off of here. Yeah, I yeah, and then and then put the heart part four in there. I don't know. It might not have worked stylistically. I might have still been like, and eh, that didn't really quite work. But I really like that that track a lot. And I I don't know. Well, and stylistically, a lot of these songs, quote unquote, don't work. So you know. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> uh, but uh, what I like about uh, again the song "Fear" is that he took one of the beats he used in a heart part four, and just kind of extended it for. And I didn't even catch that until I listened to the heart part four again today. I'm like, that's the beat he used in Fear. That's awesome. Yeah, where where did he? Uh, it was the where, uh, where does he do that at? Uh, I want to say it's it's like the first beat switch. I want to say it's like a minute twenty in or something like that. But it's the and he uses that in Fear, and I think that's such a cool. Oh, okay. So he recycles that beat, which I think is pretty nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Now I'm thinking about. I'm gonna have to listen to the heart part four now after after this. So. Before we get to final thoughts, what do you think about this whole, you know, I've been seeing on YouTube or Twitter these videos or think pieces coming out saying just straight up, Kendrick Lamar is the greatest of all time. Um, I definitely think that it's an argument Mm -hmm. that has some merit behind it, and it's a conversation that probably should definitely be had at this point. Um. I don't want to make any claims because, like, I don't know. I don't. I don't hold enough stock in myself in the hip hop world to be like, oh, he's clearly the best ever, right. or he's not the best ever. You know what I mean? Right. Just to say it. As, just, yeah. Yeah. Because I'm. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm not gonna get in on that. I am gonna say that I think that he's the best that I've heard. Mm-hmm. It's it's him and Doom for okay. me that are the best that i've heard you you know what i'm saying yeah um so and 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 i think that like i think that he he definitely deserves to be in that conversation he's the best rapper alive right now he's he's right on that or the best like currently or yeah 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 the best yeah the best rapper alive okay so i totally agree with you where uh, it's there's definitely a legitimate argument I think there was almost any way after Untitled Unmastered, but even now, like, especially now that another great album has come out from Kendrick where he doesn't have any clear missteps yet in a genre where even the the best rappers have, like, 
four classics tops. I think there's yeah. an argument to be made for Kendrick, but I think a lot of these Kendrick greatest of all time think pieces coming out. I think there's two things with that. One, it seems very clickbait reactiony or reactionary yeah. to say just, hey, maybe if we put out a video saying he's the greatest of all time, people will click on it because he just put out a great album. And then the other thing with that is I think fans, especially younger fans, they want to be a part. They want to say that they were a part of when the greatest hip-hop artist of all time was rapping at his peak. Like a lot of these younger artists, you, uh, a lot of these younger fans, excuse me, they don't have, you know, Pac and Biggie and Rakim in their top because they weren't alive to hear them rap. And not yeah. only that, but I think they, part of them wants to think that, you know, this is what I'm exposed to and, you know, with context and everything, out of everyone I've listened to as a young fan, Kendrick has been the best, ergo, probably the best of all time. So I think there's some... Yeah, that's, yeah that, that's, that's mostly what I was getting at when I said, like, the best that I've heard from right now in the modern era... Yeah. that's probably mostly what it what it is yeah because it's yeah you're i mean you're right yeah like i don't know that's such a tough thing to do ranking and in the hip-hop community this is like that like this is the only genre that really takes that like those rankings mm-hmm. like they have it down to a science it's, i don't know yeah. any other genre that does this it's so you know what i mean and it's so People are so passionate about it where it's like, wow, how could you – you're an idiot for thinking that uh, Lil Wayne is the best ever. Whereas like you get into a discussion with rock fans and it's like, oh, you think that Led Zeppelin's the best ever? That's pretty cool. You know, you don't get that with hip-hop Yeah, that's what I I mean. Like there's there's no other genre that that takes as much stock in actually ranking – (laughs) <laughs> you know the artists and and for for what they do like no nobody ranks singers in the rock world nobody ranks i mean it's very hip-hop right it's right. very it speaks very much to what the hip-hop world is it's very it's a very and i think it's world. a i think it's a great thing because of just how detailed and like serious people are about this stuff it, it, yeah it's um, a very, but again it's a tricky thing because these guys are artists and it's like it's so arbitrary you can le- you can make a legitimate argument that Lil Wayne's the best ever if you sure. feel that strongly about Lil Wayne. Absolutely, I'm sure you can. I'm sure you, that you can make a uh, uh, um, an argument for it. Now, like I'm sure that people disagree, but everybody, you know, yeah, there is like, a they, layer. I don't I don't know if there will ever be a, a clear. There, there's no way. There's no way because there there always is going to be a level of subjectivity to it. Yeah, but I'll say, and it's yeah. it's always. But the thing is, it's always like a top what like five that always gets referenced to, right? Right. So it's like Biggie, Pac, Jay Z, Rakim. It's you know like it's always it's always like those guys, and I think Kendrick Lamar is gonna start like at least being thrown around in that in that uh, in that. Um, Right. list that, of names and it's because he appeals to the older hip-hop fans as well yeah and i think what helps kendrick now is you know Pac and big you know they i mean tragically they they died and so biggie's career was only like three albums anyway kendrick has dropped five consecutive projects that have had a ton of acclaim and influence so at what point is it okay to say oh kendrick is now in this conversation but I'll just yeah. say, me personally, real quick, uh, my top three. Ken- Kendrick's not number one for me, but he's in my top three. Uh, okay. So is Jay-Z, and so is a secret artist that we will not mention because I am doing a artist profile blog on this artist. Uh-oh. Yep. Check it out. Check it out. Yep. This rapper is my number one rapper of all time. I'll be doing a blog on this rapper. Watch out for it. So yeah, that's that's my goat list. It's my number one, and then Kendrick and Jay Z in some order right after that. So we're about shoot, we're almost an hour in already. 
Um, oh, nice. Let's do final thoughts. Okay. So I'll, 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 yeah, I went first. Me. So yeah, yeah, I got you. I'll yeah. go first on on this one. Um, I I enjoyed this album quite a bit. I'm impressed by a lot of elements on this album. I'm underwhelmed by uh, a few elements on this album. Um, I like the I like the style for the most part. It's hard to pin down, um, but I think overall, like it's not it's not about asking Kendrick Lamar to like give us a poetic um, and uh, a, like not a to pimp butterfly every single time he wants to release something. It's fine for him to release an album that is chock full of these uh, classic hip hop rap songs. Uh, modern style uh, hip hop songs that you would hear on the radio, even, um, and and release good content with it. But I don't feel as strongly about it as I do the storytelling and the po- the, the poetic rapping that he did on "To Butterfly on Title of Master" and "Good Kid, Mad City." Um, so it's. Uh, it, it it grew on me slightly, but it also shrunk on me slightly in ways too. So <laughs> really, ultimately, I, I ultimately feel about the same as I did when I first listened through to it. You're as I just feel more yeah. strongly about the tracks that I like and less about the tracks that I didn't like. <laughs> yeah, so I really didn't say anything right there. You're just as conflicted as Kendrick was on the album. Yeah, 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 and so and and that's a that's a thing too. I I did get something out of this. I felt a certain way after listening to it, and I think that that's important. And just feel like empty. I think that he did deliver uh, content and style on this in a pretty effective way. But it's just not as it's it it doesn't leave me with as much uh, impression as as the other stuff. And I I hate to keep comparing, but I. I keep doing it anyway. Um, but the point is, I I like this. It didn't leave me as impressed as um, it. <laughs> I keep on doing it. <laughs> it. I like this, but it didn't leave me uh, very impressed. Um, I uh, I'm gonna give. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm gonna give this a seven. A seven. Okay. Yeah, I didn't want to say it, but <laughs> so speaking, you know. yeah, speaking of seven, by the way, just a, a yeah. real, real Fan- quick edit. Fantano. Well, that I'll get to that in a sec. I just want to say okay. during our Dirty Projectors podcast, I gave it an eight. It's a seven for me now. So there's that. Okay. And then also, uh, yeah. So you and Fantano, you you and your little we hate Kendrick Lamar club. Yeah. Pop, yeah. yeah. I don't know pop though, so that like everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that's it just, just Anthony Fantano <laughs> <laughs> anytime he does that everybody's like well you don't know hip hop so <laughs> you you gave this a 9 and you gave damn a 7 what <laughs> yeah that's that's always the thing it's like yeah that's what I do yeah that's well that's what anytime <laughs> he gets asked about the you know he gave fantasy a 6 and they're like wow you gave fantasy a 6 and you gave this an 8 he's like Yep, I as it turns out, I enjoyed this more than I like fantasy, <laughs> which is how you got to do it. I mean, um, so dang a seven, okay. So my final yeah. thoughts, um, it's a ten. No, uh, Ken- <laughs> Kendrick. Okay, so Kendrick's the best hip hop artist out. He has been since "To Pimp a Butterfly" for me. Um, Damn is another impressive entry in what is already an incredible discography. Maybe eventually even like possibly the the discography will look back on and say oh this is the best hip-hop discography of all time we got some time before we can make that claim but he's on the right track uh his overall themes on this album of um contradiction juxtaposition internal conflict uh and religion are fairly well executed but not perfectly executed um at least they're not on the same level as the concepts on uh, Good Kid, Mad City, or especially to Pimp a Butterfly. Um, a- another couple quick negatives. Just you know, I hated God. Uh, the song God. I hated the song God. 
Um, <laughs> I don't want any. I hate God. <laughs> yeah, pull. There's your pull quote. I hate God. Yeah, there uh, you go. <laughs> and uh, the song "Loyalty" rubbed me the wrong way. Also, uh, a, a couple of other tracks were just okay to me. Um, but that's about it as far as major gripes. Uh, once again, he shows this level of creativity, passion, lyrical dexterity, uh, honesty, and this macro level thinking that is pretty unrivaled um, in the hip hop community right now. And he does it in a way that's musically entertaining, which is just as big of an obstacle. Um, he continues to be the most important act in hip hop music. Uh, we're blessed to have him really as corny as that sounds uh and i think he has a legitimate claim at being the greatest of all time uh even if he's not my number one um expect this album to place you know fairly high on my album of the year list you know maybe top 20 top 25 top 15 somewhere in that uh it's not quite a nine for me um it gets an eight so there you go. Okay, that's. I mean, that's that's how I was. That how I'm feeling about my ranking too. It's not quite an eight. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I, You know what I mean? No, man. You gave it a seven. That means you hate Kendrick now. So. Yeah. Yeah. There you. Tough. Yeah. There you, that means that you hate hip hop. <laughs> yep. You. Yep. You just hate everything about hip hop now. <laughs> so yeah, our our average is a seven and a half. Um, and a lot of the al- I mean a lot of the time we were playing devil's advocate to just the insane amount of reaction this got but we do like the album I love the album so I don't yeah, want people I, to get I, it I twisted I did like it yeah yeah I don't want people to get it twisted like we just hated this album um, so yeah uh, as I mentioned I'm doing an artist profile on my claim as the greatest rapper of all time Patrick also has an artist profile in the works yes I do Mine is not a rapper. Not a rapper. Although I will say that. Although I would love to hear this person rap. I will say that. <laughs> <laughs> it would be pretty interesting. So that's what I'm gonna. Um, that's how I'm gonna write my whole artist profile. I'm just gonna do it all over. <laughs> my what if my artist was rapping? <laughs> so that. <laughs> so that's uh, that that's on our blog under the scope site s i t e dot wordpress dot com. So keep an eye out for that. As far as the podcast, we're not sure yet. We might just sit this out until album of the year season. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> now we'll we'll think of something. We might do yeah. We yeah. might do gorillas or something. We, we don't know yet. We um, might just get on and just start talking. <laughs> yeah, we might just you know, hey, how's your day, kind of thing. So yeah, um, yeah. Thank you for listening. Uh, I hope you had a damn good time listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that that was so bad. I'm just gonna end it right there. <laughs>